0: Everybody, this is the Ridiculous People Podcast. Hello, hi, I'm Liv Sangor. I'm Alex Shannon. Um, so we uh, are going to do some fun, some deep dives. As is continued, this is part two. Part um, two. First of all, go on the internet, follow uh, a ridiculous pod on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and follow me at Alex Shan on Twitter and Instagram, Mm A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N.
0: And then follow me also on Twitter and Instagram, please, at Liviosa, L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H. Please and thank. So we're going to jump right into this. Yeah, keep going with this conversation
1: about the movies that influenced us as teens slash tweens in our lives and got under our skin. Yeah. And help make us the weirdos that we are
0: today. Exactly. And we're going to talk about why we care. And check out part one, if you haven't checked it out already. Because there's some gen- fucking gems. Fucking gems. Yeah.
1: Fucking add that shit yeah. to your Netflix queue. All of it.
0: Every single thing we mention.
1: Find it. Watch it. Um. Okay, so the next one. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with Psycho. Ah, yes. Hell Yeah. So I hated horror movies. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm too scared of horror movies. Yeah. I don't like them. And this was because both of my parents always said that. Right. Right. And, yeah. You know, my family was a big movie watching family. My family still is a big movie watching family. Yeah. In fact, for Mother's Day, my mom's birthday, something. My dad mm-hmm. got her a popcorn maker. Right. Like a, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. profesh popcorn maker. And it's legit very fun and cool for like parties and stuff. Um, but also because we watch movies that much. Right, right. <laughs> That's how much we mm-hmm. watch movies as a family. Um, so they were never into it. They hated mm-hmm. fucking horror movies. They were never into it. Um, but they had seen all of the classics. Because then when I yeah, started watching yeah. them and digging into them as a teenager, I was like, yo, have you ever seen this movie? It's so fucking crazy. It's amazing. It's called this. And she would be like, Yeah. Of course, I saw right. it when it came out. And yeah, he right. I hated it or whatever. And I'm like, you fucking ass. Why didn't <laughs> show you show me? me. Right. Yeah. She's like, you haven't seen that. Like, there's so many times where she was like, you've never seen that. Uh-huh. What's wrong with you? And I was like, it's because you never let us watch horror movies. Yeah, what fair. Else. Um, and it wasn't because they didn't let us. It was just that they were like, no, I want to watch something else. Right, and right. It was more of a, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I saw Psycho for the first time. Uh, Halloween night uh-huh. at uh, my best friend growing up's house, and her mother is like an obsessive horror movie freak oh a, yeah like yeah, yeah. she like loves horror movies forever shouts out um <laughs> uh, maureen. <laughs> oh, maureen she's great I, i've never called her maureen to her face not once <laughs> but i don't want to say their last name it's, yeah it's no, weird. that's weird yeah. but um yeah and she was like you've never seen psycho sit the fuck down on my couch right now miss and i was like yes ma'am <laughs> and then i watched psycho and again my brain fell out of my head yeah
0: yeah um
1: it was just I mean, everything about it is amazing. Yeah. Question mark.
0: I don't know how to <laughs> I mean yeah, I mean That's you you're right. Why I liked it. That's not know. arguable.
1: Anyway, um yeah, I mean everything from the score. I'm obsessed with string scores. Yeah. Um yeah. the I mean the writing, mm-hmm. the fucking fact that you know, the reveal of that there is no mother and what a
0: fucking twist, you know, I mean, like OG oh,
1: And just the fear. There's just constant fear. Like yeah. No one, no shot leaves you feeling OK. No, you absolutely know? not. you're unsettled the whole time.
0: I mean, I feel like even the last shot leaves you unsettled. So then when it's end, like it's over and you're still like, uh, you know, like. Absolutely. Is, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And
1: how it becomes you. You think one person is the main character and then she's murdered. Yeah. Like yeah. a third into the movie. Mm hmm. And then it becomes a whole other thing. Yep. And you, you know, like it's, it's, you never it
0: saw it coming. A like, lot of rules. It is, yeah, you know, it and it's,
1: it's beautifully shot. It's beautifully acted. Right. Um, the first movie to show a toilet flushing. Right. Yeah. For people. People. Who care about <laughs> facts like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that was always some shit that NYU would like. Oh my they god, say. they
0: were obsessed with that. Yeah. It's like okay, that was okay, shit that would like sh- pop up on
1: a quiz for us. Oh okay yeah, I mean yeah.
0: Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> not even extra credit. I remember having that kind of shit as like an actual question, yes. being like, "Are you fucking serious?" I
1: mean, like, all right, well, um, yeah. So that and that ignited then my love for. Very high quality horror movies, you know, because I've always been in love with like macabre stuff. But I would read a lot of macabre. I was reading Edgar Allan Poe as a young tot, which scared my parents, and (laughs) and things like that. But I would read like really dark poetry, really dark novels, like murder mystery type situations and things like that. But when it came to movies, I just realized that I didn't like body horror, and that was what was coming out a lot in the early two thousands. It was like the Saw movies movies, and like hostile and all that bullshit and i didn't like that and i still don't and i don't like the like you know gore porn shit i like the stuff that gets in your fucking skull it really fucking gets in your brain right right stuff um so yeah, that magical Halloween night when I watched Psycho for the <laughs> first time, I was absolutely Oh,
0: that's classic it was on know. Halloween night. I know, too. yeah. It was
1: like it's it was like a very beautiful like Yeah. Moment. <laughs> oh my god. Another like a beautiful moment that was mirrored then in college was when my friend Joan brought me up to uh her family's house in long island we went pumpkin picking got really drunk and watched rosemary's baby oh yeah yeah, yeah. and it was like yeah it yeah, was yeah. and it was like a perfect like autumn like halloween experience <laughs> yeah 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 oh my god <laughs> um but yeah i i still haven't seen a lot of like the hitchcock movies that i should see because I'm behind. <laughs> I don't know. Listen,
0: but Psycho is a good one. Psycho but, might be Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Psycho pass, is yeah. like
1: absolutely one of my favorite yeah. movies of like absolute all time. Cuz also like he looks like that and of course he's a murderer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, also right? like it's part of my whole like obsession with true crime as well. Like I would sneak right. watch unsolved mysteries as a baby as well and like that's part of it. For you sure. know, it's like it's the psycho hiding in plain sight.
0: Yeah. Definitely, right? Yeah. Um, okay, well, if we're going with psychopaths, um, one that is, was until, I mean, I would have said until very recently, may, would be my favorite movie of all time, um, A Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was like the first thing I ever learned about Olivia. It was, yes.
1: I and love A Clockwork why Orange. why she became friends with me. It was,
0: because your name is Alex. Mm-hmm yeah it's um up. it's it, it's just it's such something a you can't change when it happens it's inside. something i can't change and it's still <laughs> i mean like you know i think it's um i'm a stand for the end of the world first of all i love me a good post-apocalyptic wasteland word um, you are and a stand uh, for the end. Of the world. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, Amazing. So yeah, some dystopias, some, yeah, some, yeah all that shit. Yeah. Into it. Um, it's so British. This movie is just painfully British, it's deeply British. Um, I, I really love the book too. Um, which is, I guess, kind of unrelated. I watched it. As I watched the first time, I saw, watched the whole thing. Was with my cousins because they dared me to. Um, oh yeah, that's a movie that you get dared to watch. Yep, uh uh-huh. huh. And yeah. I had to sit through the whole thing, or else like nothing. But I, I was I was chicken, so I was very right. much I was often the one of the younger cousins, and um, I was I was like eight or something. I mean it was ridiculous, oh and I was horribly God. disturbed, and I cried, and um, I never wanted to think about Stanley Kubrick again. And then when I was a teenager, I watched 2001 finally getting over my, you know, childhood drama and was like, (laughs) oh, wait, that was great. I liked that. Like, I can now be a normal person because all my like artsy film friends were like, man, Kubrick, you know, (laughs) and I was like, I'm never watching any Kubrick. Then I finally got over it and I watched. Yeah. So and then I, I moved on to A Clockwork Orange, circled back to it eventually. And um. Yeah, I thought it was great. One of my favorite parts, I, I think, one of my favorite things about it, and why I have tattoos from that book slash movie, yeah, is because the language is just fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's a it really weird. Is. So that was, you know, credited to um, Anthony uh, Burgess, but he created this sort of futuristic slang based on British and uh, Cockney rhyming slang and Russian because that was like Russia was like a threat, and it, it hey, it's it back. Hey. Um, <laughs> 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 <Woo>. um <laughs> Cold war Continue. um and um so and 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 just it was so seamlessly done and it was like when you read the book you have to kind of think about it for a while and yeah. like look shit up because it doesn't they he doesn't bother to explain it but once you
1: i love it, stuff like that yeah the exactly that's like, Keep right up or i'll leave you
0: behind yes I'm obsessed, right yes. right and the way that they did it in the movie, just the way that they had him deliver the I mean the, he delivered the lines and stuff. Um, shout out Malcolm McDowell, who obviously isn't listening to this podcast. Um How do you fucking know? That's true, you, you don't never even know. know. Hi. <laughs> um, so um his delivery was just so sort of nonchalant and careless and yeah. sounded like I mean it was like that's what if a teenager was doing these terrible things in this time you know it's yeah. like it was just impeccable um and the design it was weird every frame you pause that movie any seconds and it's beautiful yeah you know? it could
1: be like 60s photography yes
0: right yeah. Uh uh-huh. everything is so carefully thought out if you look in the background of stuff you see you know that like every detail is there um I read the scripts at one point and everything is there too yeah you know um And it's just it's got some really interesting things to say, I think, about sort of human nature and, you know, nature versus nurture and like the role of the justice system, Mm -hmm. which is something I sort of I definitely got later, like when I watched it as like a college student and stuff, what it was sort of saying about um, the uh, the prison and the police. um.
1: And I also think like. It takes a particular kind of teenager to yeah. really like that movie, but also at the same time, it, like, it, how better primed could you be to watch a movie that is about perversion and ultraviolence yeah. and all of this stuff, like, then being in, like, the throes of puberty?
0: Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, Like, in definitely. the throes
1: of adolescent angst. Yeah. That is when you think in extremes and black and white, so Right. Like, right. Yeah, I like, I I feel like I would almost not be able to wrap my head around it as much if I, like, to watch it as, like, somebody who's, you know, 50 or something like that. Definitely.
0: Right, right. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, So, yeah. It's one of my favorites. And I, I would love to, you know, I always say, like, when I actually make actual movies, I want to, you know, have such a well thought out like color palette and such a well thought out like frame you know and have a work with a dp Kubrickian, yeah Yeah. you know who really thinks about what is in each corner you know yeah that was awesome definitely um (laughs) um
1: okay who who to talk about next in regards to that okay (laughs) django unchained yeah that works (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is a little bit cheating as well. Like, all of Whatever. us. I, I'm the one who made up the rules. Anyway. Um, the only reason I included this, I mean, it is, it's it's a little bit farther out. Like, sure. it's not teen-tween. It's just not. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was already in college when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. But it was the first Tarantino movie I ever saw. Oh. Which is, like, very important to my <laughs> aesthetic in life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did it is. Right? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Um...
1: <laughs> So it was, I remember it was over Christmas. I remember I saw it with my friend John Mm -hmm. and we sat in the very front row Uh because it was packed. (laughs) Right. Um, and it like, you know, obviously freaked me out. Yeah. It was amazing. Like it, it freaked me out in like the best way. Like Mm -hmm. I was just, um, blown away by the performances. Yeah. I thought it was crazy that Jamie Foxx was like there. I was yeah. like, what is he doing? What's going on? What are these horses in the snow? What's happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. everything was happening. And um, the performances were incredible. Yeah, they really like, were Like, again, I mean, I think a huge like running thread through all of the movies that I love or it's like they're very performative for sure. They're very performance heavy. Right. They're about performativity in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and like what that means Mm -hmm. and, uh, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah. How do you explain getting your Tarantino and cherry pop? Like, I I don't know.
0: It's always, yeah. (laughs) Right. Hell of a ride, my babe. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: So essentially then after that, I, uh, went on to go to college and, uh watch every single Tarantino movie multiple times and a write a very long paper yeah. on him and i would say dive deep more deeply than the paper required sure. i think right. um i learned a lot about his biography right. and um you know perhaps give him a little more credit than a lot of people do when sure. it comes to you know the amount of homage he pays to certain things in his movies right. and like what he's borrowing from and things like that uh you know he can do things better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like his treatment of women um, yeah. and his writing of women. But sure. he is like one of the first people to say that he cannot write women. Right. Is yeah, the other that's thing. True. Like he's he's always like upfront and self-aware yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Even with the whole Me Too movement, like I felt that his response felt like it was him learning in the public eye. Definitely. Um. And him being like, oh shit, I acted like a creep before. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna stop defending myself. You know what I yeah, mean? And like right. I just felt like it felt more honest than anything that Definitely. anybody was saying. Because yeah. everybody's been so scared. And so it's shut down dialogue in some cases. Yeah. Um, and with his case, I was glad that he just kept talking. Yeah. And then also seemed to be like he kept like listening in a lot of ways. Like he kept getting you know called out and kept being like okay i'll respond to that right you know right. what i mean i don't know and maybe that's his like cockiness yeah. We also in college live and i coined the phrase tarantino yes
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's when you're on the verge of being totally drunk right but you're not totally drunk yet yeah, yeah but you're past tipsy right right and you feel like you own the whole fucking world yep and you could blow shit up and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that's yeah. Tarantinoing. You yep. guys can keep that. You can take that. You're to welcome. The bank. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Django and was the first yeah. Tarantino movie I saw, and then love I that. I fell in love with the way he makes movies. And yeah, yeah. The the tone definitely of his movies, and the violence and the gore in his movies yeah. doesn't bother me. Like.
0: Other violence I mean, and gore? But it's not like even it lives trying in a, it to be... It lives in like
1: a hyper-surrealist <laughs> exactly, place. Exactly, right. And yeah. that's the other thing. It's the surreal real lives in the same place for him yeah. and like... He toes the line and like goes back and forth constantly. Like right. if you watch Pulp Fiction, there is animation that appears on screen yeah, where she says exactly. square and draws a yes. square in the air. Right. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. If you could if you saw an R-rated movie today in the theater and animation appeared in the middle of a fucking scene. Yeah, it'd be fucking crazy. You'd be like, what are you doing? You know right? what I mean? Like and it it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like a yeah. lot of his stuff doesn't make sense. No. A lot of it's fucking nuts and yeah. um yeah, I don't know. I would, um, I shout would out- love to be a feminist to Tarantino one day. No, hell yeah, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. That talks about other stuff besides, you know.
0: Shout whatever. out to that movie for black girls speaking German. I appreciate that a lot. That's yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. And giving us Christoph Waltz. Yeah,
0: I know. Oh, my God. He
1: introduced all of us to Christoph
0: Waltz. He really Waltz. did. Fucking Hans Landa, Lord. Fucking everything. I know. And in, I loved in Django, he was like, please don't make me be so evil again. <laughs> and
2: like, they were He's like, like okay, you'll be I'll good. I'll make him good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I I literally just played a the Nazi for Exactly. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Um. Yeah. So if any of you guys want to know about Quentin Tarantino, let me know. Yeah, uh, she knows <laughs> all. Yeah, and like I don't know. There's just like certain scenes from every single one of those movies that I'll like take yeah. with me forever. Like Definitely. whenever I hear the song from the lap dance in Death Proof. Oh yeah, yeah. I think of that Death lap proof, dance. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I go like, wow, First and time. like that girl was not. A size one and a half. No. Mm-mm. She was like in flip flops and had a weird big belt yeah. and was like chunky and fucking gave Jeff Bridges a hell of a lap dance to that right. song that's like down,
0: down, down in Mexico. Right, right. I don't even know
1: what the song's called, but I hear it a bunch and I always go like this is that's all from that's Death song Proof. from Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amen,
0: right? Yeah. Anyway. Um Okay. Uh yeah, sure. Uh this is kind of Yeah, sure. She uh does. I I have no idea what order to ever do this. This is a TV show. This is also cheating. Um <laughs> but whatever. Um but uh the wire. Um the wire is just my is like my favorite show that was made has been made. Sure. Um and um it's Some just, say the best TV show ever made. Some some do say that. Some say that. Um I'm not I was gonna... once in the same bar as Michael K Williams. So. I know. Fucking Omar. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> we made a lot of eye contact
1: and I did not talk to him. <laughs> oh, God. Because I was too drunk and I was afraid I was going to make a fool of myself. And I also Sorry. have never seen The
0: Wire. Well. <laughs> that would have been the worst thing Yeah, ever. it would have been super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the Wire you're like, is just brilliant. You were really good in The um, Night Of. Yeah. You'd be like, the fuck? <laughs> the Night Of. Anyway. Um, it's uh, such an iconic show. I my, my dad introduced it to me. He used to watch it. I would watch it with him because I would shuffle down to the kitchen and be like, and you can't sleep. It <laughs> would be like, okay, well, watching The I'm Wire. I'm watching The Wire and I'm not going to stop for you. So Amazing. you sit here and watch The Wire. And I loved it. It was one of the first things I've ever seen also with like a pretty much all black cast except for McNulty. Shout out. Good job. Good job, McNulty. We love you. Um, Shout out. And... Um, <laughs> Um, and it gave so much humanity to to criminals, um, yeah. In a way that I think modern, even still today, we we have trouble with.
1: Um, Absolutely, there are certain words that we say that then yep. make someone not human, almost. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's right? my true crime podcast I'm talking about all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. like drug dealer, mm-hmm. drug yep. abuser, yep. prostitute. Yep. You know, like no, call them a sex worker. Call them like. Someone who is struggling with addiction, like yeah, that's. I mean, right, You know, right. the words that you use, yeah. It and
0: you well, not think about like. I mean, in the wire in season one, Stringer Bell was played by Idris Elba. Um, oh, bless him. Yeah, like th- th- I think that's. I mean, I don't know if that gave him a start, but definitely made him famous. Um, was I mean. They, the the way that he ran his business was more efficient than the way that the police department ran and that was the whole thing you yeah. know and it's like yeah he's involved in a illegal activity but like he's very smart and he's business savvy and like he knows what he's doing and like the the it showed sort of the gray area in between just that sort of typical like cop show good and evil yeah um and it even showed the police sort of the the two main police characters that we followed, um, (laughs) you know, sort of realizing that it's not black and white, and coming to terms with a lot of the stuff that they've done, and sort of realizing that they weren't necessarily just the good guys, and that the you know the guys on the street weren't the bad guys, and like, um, so yeah, I think it just shaped a lot of the way that I look at actual, you know, I I had I've always had trouble watching cop shows but um mm. you know it's sort of i think proceduralized. Yeah, yeah right um and 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 it's yeah it, i think it had a lot to say it's way ahead of its time i if you watch it now i mean what it's saying about race relations and um you know the projects and poverty is like so relevant and we yeah. still haven't you know, like like I said, I have yet to no, see it's a like, show it's that It's unfortunately still it. super relevant. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, also introduced the world of Michael B. Jordan. He was like four and had a little dreadlocks. Uh, not, no, cornrows. He had a little cornrows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was such an idiot in that show. Um, Amazing. Um, good shit. It's a great show. If you haven't watched The Wire, watch The Wire because it's a fun. It's not fun at all, actually. Be ready. But, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why I haven't watched it. Just I know you have Is because, yeah. like, I really want to dedicate my brain Definitely. time.
0: Well, it's to also it. addictive. Yeah. Like, so also. that's I think, like, maybe once stop. things,
1: like, slow down a little bit in the city, like, if you guys Definitely. don't live in New York City, like, New York City goes. Like dies in the summer It's so it weird It does Yeah Like it's It is it is a serious Like resting time Like yeah. people genuinely Don't work as much Like right. uh, I don't know It's crazy But um, I think yeah Maybe like during the summer I'll yeah. like, start it Or something Definitely to, do you have to do I have to have like We more have to do Time, time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I just don't have The time To yeah, dedicate yeah. to it It's like
0: when I watch Game of Thrones I didn't have no time And I didn't do anything Or sleep <laughs> <laughs> This is terrible Fuck Yeah um. Yeah Same yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So be careful <laughs> <But I'm fine. laughs> proceed with caution yes (laughs) Um,
1: they're very disparate okay but stay with me
0: yeah
1: Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah 1975 yep and Guys and Dolls yes 1955 right bear with me okay so (laughs) (laughs) obviously they're fucking like theater kid theater nerd safe havens both of them sure I mean um I did Guys and Dolls while I was in high school I was like a young freshman babe. Mm And I was in the show. Uh Um, And so then I watched the movie Mm -hmm. and freaked out. I was like, what the fuck? Like Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra are in this movie (laughs) where all the buildings are clearly fake. And (laughs) the streets are basically the inside of a fucking like, you know, studio house. Mm -hmm. Like what's going on? This is amazing. This is Cool, so weird and cool uh-huh. and it just felt like theater filmed but not filmed theater because right, filmed right. theater makes me itch a lot of times yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like it's filmed theater because it's weird it's not supposed to nope. be filmed and mm-hmm. it doesn't like work I mean like it's, it's there for like posterity's sake and stuff like right, I still right. to this day want to like go up to Lincoln Center and watch the yeah, sequel definitely. with Philip Seymour Hoffman right, and right, Meryl right. Streep and Christopher Walken that yeah. was directed by Mike Nichols. That yeah. exists, you guys. Um but it's but it's literally it's like one tape that's owned by the Library of Performing Arts right. in Lincoln Center yeah. because it's For meant records. to be right. e- experienced live. Right. You're not supposed to like watch it on, you know, whatever. exactly. Right. So but this, like when you watch the nineteen fifty five Guys and Dolls, it feels like theater because like everything like all the sets are not quite right like all the sets are clearly fake in a in a way but they're obviously more than like a theater set could do yeah right you know um and the performances are amazing like the songs are incredible and they're so fun and i just Mm -hmm. like i don't know i dare you to watch that movie and not be like this is fun yeah oh yeah (laughs) oh my god definitely it's it's a it's very classic movie musical yeah like i couldn't not put a movie musical
0: For sure. on this list oh, yeah.
1: um, because it was so much a part of my childhood and so much a part of me growing up in the way I like saw the world right. as a theater kid. And like Rocky Horror Picture Show, the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One night my mom was like, you've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? And I was like, no, you never show me the cool movies. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> you just make me watch the same rom-coms over again. She was like, oh, okay. And um, so she popped it on mm-hmm. and then walked away. She was like, I don't feel like watching this weird movie again. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of it, she was like, did you like it? And I remember before I went to bed, I just went, I don't know. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, can you drive me to the mall so I can buy that soundtrack? And she was Uh. like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was on TV. And then I just became deeply obsessed with it. And my, I mean, my suburban town was so like sleepy and non-cultural that we didn't even have the the things where you could go to the Rocky Horror horror Picture. Yeah, the Rocky Horror Picture shows and like dress up and do stuff. We once tried to do that on Halloween. Me and my friends in high school, Mm -hmm. we dressed up, we got so excited. We showed up to this theater. Mm -hmm. They were just showing it we were the only people in the theater.
0: Oh, wow. Oh How sad God. is that? That's crazy. Yeah.
1: And we were, like, really bummed because yeah. we thought it would be, like, this whole interactive thing that we had read about in, like, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Right, right. That was, like, literally the only fucking, like, reference point that I had. It was, like, other literature that documented it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Perks of Being a Wallflower and then some, like, online forums that I had dug up that, right. like, that these things existed and that people were doing it. I thought that it was crazy and, mm-hmm. like – so interesting, and I was like, what do you mean that they perform the movie in front of the screen? Right, right. What? I want to do that? Uh That's theater and movies mushed together in the same place? What? Like, along with this, you know, again, treatises on, like, performativity, gender normatives, Mm -hmm. like, you know, creepy horror, sci-fi punk weirdness, you know? Like, that entire movie is fucking weird and insane. It is, it is. And, um, yeah, and I, I, still really really like just love watching that movie yeah, and like fun. listening to that music and tim curry is a blessing and he a is. treat as a performer and a human being and frankenfurter is great and like i mean who doesn't want to listen to fucking susan sarandon right just like sing terribly yeah. you know yeah. it's fun it is. <laughs> it's really it is. fun and like why is meatloaf here i don't know yeah. all i knew is that i wanted to be that maid that had the really big like her name is Magenta. She oh, right. has really big curly hair, and she just has a really deep, like raspy, cigarette voice. Yeah. And it's yeah. amazing. Amen. Yeah. Uh, love Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's a good one. I still have yet to go to a fully interactive. Oh, we got to go like, to one. Yeah, i are fun. Yeah. I know. I keep I, like, and we like. I mean, we lived in the fucking East Village. I know. We were yeah. Going to NYU, and I just never got a chance to go. Yeah, but yeah, I was just quietly obsessed with Rocky Horror Picture Show by Aww. myself.
0: Aww. <laughs> and also, like, guys and dolls. <laughs> Amen. Listen, those are fantastic movie musical choices.
1: And uh, thank you so much. Um, <laughs>
0: that's Liv, and I'm
1: Alex, and we're the Ridiculous People Podcast. We
0: are. Um, Have a follow of us.
1: At <laughs> have a follow? Have a follow. Give a follow.
0: Give a follow. Take a, Take follow. a follow. Share a, a
1: follow. A Ridiculous Pod.
0: At a Ridiculous Pod on Twitter.
1: Um, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shan, A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N.
0: And I'm uh, at Liviosa, L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H. Mine are a lot harder to group together, so I'm just going to hit them fast. Okay. Um, children of Men so Again, amazing stand for the apocalypse you
1: sh- you showed me that movie you watched me fall down i did it, 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 I, fell it da- I fell down like on the ground of our apartment
0: when you showed it to me I for the know. first time it's just like it's such a well it's so good done and it's i feel like i i appreciate the one of the three amigos yeah exactly it mm-hmm. is um i appreciate the uh attention to the sort of actual sort of aspects of what would happen in a society that's collapsing yeah um you know, not just in like, oh, there's a tsunami and now everyone's dead. Like in an actual like this is a slow sort of Painful. end of humanity. Absolutely. Yeah. You Absolutely. Know? And it explored I mean, and it was all about the one character. It wasn't about I mean, it was he ended up like say quote saving the world, but the whole thing being like it's not about him, you know? Yeah. Um, and that his hero's journey ended in, in spoiler alert. like tragedy you know that it it's you know about the continuation of the species and i thought exactly right Mm -hmm. um it has so much of you know when you watch it and you think about it it's like there's so much about class which makes sense because it's so british um Ju- fucking when ju- again, spoiler! I'm just spoil the whole movie. Um, when ju- Julian Moore gets fucking shot in that one scene, fucking out of nowhere. Yeah, and they've got to keep fucking going, and yeah. it's like, no, he can't. He di- he can't stop. Yes. You-, you can't stop. You know. And even as a viewer, it's like you can't stop to mourn because you know that there's the planets on the line. Um, so big fan. I I love I love the apocalypse.
1: The way that shot is. Oh my
0: incredible. god! So many long. You know, not actually, but look like they're one shot. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, it's so well choreographed. It's so well made. Done. Um, So well written, so well acted. Apparently,
1: when I, you know, when I fell into my Guillermo del Toro phase, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was very recently and still kind of continuing. Um, <laughs> He said that he and uh, Alejandro and Ritu mm-hmm. were talking about cinema and where it needs to go and yeah. what it needs to do. And they were getting you know food before they went and saw Alfonso Cuaron's uh, new movie right, that right. they you know were excited to see and you know whatever and then he said that the lights came up after the movie and they just looked at each other and went well fuck <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he was like well what the fuck were we talking about before this movie like he literally was like he's fucking oh done God, all amazing. the things we couldn't even think about saying <laughs> like he literally said that they both were like we gotta step our game up yeah. fuck me (laughs) he said they both like freaked out it was like really fun yeah oh my god
0: that's so fun (laughs) (laughs) i love it Mm, shit (laughs) okay well damn Um, that's hilarious um or another another one that's on my that's probably also on my top five um probably um another one yeah oceans 11 i just can't get over oceans 11 i'm one of those weird kids who watched the like fucking old ass frank sinatra one first <laughs> I, okay frank sinatra is a good actor <laughs> he okay sure yes he was a good actor that movie was so boring oh really the heist like was barely part of the plot and then like at the oh. very end they're like oh we stole some stuff i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like i am not here for that i wanted to watch you guys be thieves in suits and they <laughs> hardly did that they like, just like sat around and talked i was annoyed at that here's the thing a lot of oceans 11 is a bunch of these guys sitting around and talking but it is so (laughs) perfect I can't I think one of my favorite parts of that movie is the way that Danny Ocean uh the George Clooney and um Brad Pitt communicate throughout that movie it feels like how actual friends communicate yeah they hardly say what they mean they don't get through sentences yeah you know the way we talk exactly sometimes it'll just be like Danny being like "Oh, my favorite lines it's like yeah, we got 10 guys. I Think that's enough? Silence. You think we need one more? Silence. You think we need one more? <laughs> more silence. All right, we'll get one more. <laughs> and like it's he's and like Brad Pitt is just sitting there like watching TV. You right, know? Yeah. And it's like, that's so right. And there's just these scenes that are so long. And bunch and they're talking over each other. I love long talky scenes. Right? I fucking love right? long talky
1: scenes. Are you kidding me? It
0: was incredible. And then like the scene ends, and you're and they like. Wait, did we answer our question? And then, like, we move on, you know? And it's so like it's so sneaky funny, where it's just sort of like the weird like looks they'll give each other. They'll like look at each other while they're talking to someone and be like, "Yeah, ah. like we do," you know? Right, when you like right. make a face at your friend and you're like, make "This end," you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then like it continues, and then then in addition, it's like a fun heist movie because they're like stealing something. And that was that was one of the first. That was the first like. Of this modern crop of heist where it was like, oh, it looks like the plan is failing. We failed. Just kidding. It was all part of the plan. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's just and it's fun. And then in the end, they like, don't get away. Like he gets arrested. You're like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Um, It's very cheeky and self-aware. And I appreciate it a lot. Cheekiness.
1: Mm. Cheeky. Mm, Cheeky. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So... I'm gonna talk about a TV show. Yeah, um, it's again cheating.
0: Whatever, we um, <laughs> I mean, cheated through this whole list.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my whole life, yeah, uh, I watched SNL with my family no. as a kid. Um, all of us would usually end up asleep around update, yeah. but then we would watch it in the reruns yeah. later on down the line or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean in general, I there are seasons of yeah. of that television show that I have seen and never seen the ten to one spot.
0: <laughs> oh wow. <well, laughs> Do you yeah. know what I uh-huh, mean? Uh-huh.
1: Which uh, people don't know that's the last sketch of the night. Right, right. Um, ten minutes to one AM yeah, is what yeah. it means. Um yeah, those last those last sketches I fucking I have no idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah, so the seasons it took me a while to figure out which seasons mm. I sure, was sure. so deeply enmeshed with because also like I don't know in your memory like I feel like they kind of like all float together yeah, in a lot of yeah. ways. They kind of end up mushing together and you forget who was on the cast with who. Yeah, right. And things like that. You just remember sketches. Right. A lot of times. Sure. But um like I truly I think watched fully uh seasons twenty eight and okay. seasons twenty nine. Okay. Um which were made in 2002 and 2003.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, I watched those a lot when Mm -hmm. I was, and that was when I was actually watching them. I was like, I was young. (laughs) I was too too young to be watching SNL. Let's be all honest here. Um, And then VH1 used to run reruns of SNL Mm -hmm. on Saturdays before SNL came on. So they would run reruns leading up to it, usually around like nine or ten mm-hmm. um and those were from seasons 18 and 19 which were uh 1992 into 1993 mm-hmm. so that was like chris farley era right that was like chris farley david spade that kind of era and then yeah. the season 28 29 was like the amy polar tina fey uh, rachel okay.
0: Dratch. right right um
1: era yeah 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 uh kind of like end of will ferrell
0: okay right
1: right you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i remember him leaving the show and being like well what's the show gonna be now right and i was like a toddler you know what yeah. i mean Like i don't know I was not a toddler but i was little i was mm-hmm. too little to be watching it Sorry. and then when i became a teenager i realized how kind of cool it was that right, i had right. been obsessed with it at such a young age yeah yeah because then people started being like oh yeah snl it's like not funny anymore. That was the first time I heard that, Uh that it's not funny anymore line. It was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you fucking know? How much of the show have you watched? And then people would say, you know, oh, I've watched it, whatever. You know, people in general, I just found that a lot of people, even if they identified as like being very into it, they hadn't seen as much as I had. Because I had also um, on VH1 again, when they Mm -hmm. were still running reruns of it, um, I even watched some of the first couple seasons. Mm, right, like right. I knew um like I I was familiar with a lot of characters from like some Dana Carvey seasons mm-hmm. and so and you know, Chevy Chase seasons and right. like um Jane, you ignorant slut. You right, know, like right. uh-huh. it's Jane Curtin. Like I mm-hmm. and then I realized some, you know, around when I was like 15 or 16 that mm-hmm. like that was a very encyclopedic knowledge of the, right, of right. the thing mm-hmm. and that was when I started reading uh the biographies mm-hmm. and like the um the oral histories right, of the show right. yeah. uh and getting into I started digging into the best of DVDs uh-huh. like best of Will Ferrell best of Rachel Dratch right, best right. of Tina Fey best mm-hmm. of Amy Poehler and we owned a bunch of them on this very weird why I can picture it. It's so it's so specific and so like 2005, mm-hmm. but like um, this very weird specific like DVD holder that right. like it looks like almost a wine rack. Do uh-huh. you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. just slotted in there oh, and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we had so we had we owned a bunch of the best of DVDs, mm-hmm. but also again the library was my friend. Oh yeah, you know they they of course they had best of snl right. dvds which right. is like so weird like why did god bless the library though it I helped know, me out a I know. Lot. yeah <laughs> amen a right comedy nerd oh yeah um but yeah i just i was i was super into snl and i was super into all of the different eras of snl mm-hmm. like uh i like to tell an anecdote of when i was i think about in third grade third or fourth grade uh my mom, on the same day, had to break to me that Chris Farley oh. and Freddie Mercury oh, no. were both dead. Oh no! And I was so upset oh, and God. shaken. <laughs> I was like, "What do you fucking mean? <laughs> Who else is dead?" <laughs> like, I just like freaked yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. out. Because mm-hmm. then I realized, like, oh, not everyone on TV is still doing it, right? And yeah. I and I kind of realized, like, oh, those SNLs are really old, right, and like, right. oh, like the music that I listen to that my parents made me obsessed with is yeah. really old. old yeah. People who are 12 don't usually know who Joe Walsh is. Right. <laughs>
0: like, they're not usually super into that, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you know? Um, yeah. So SNL was, and is, Of course, I mean, I still, yeah. I still follow it and I'm obsessed yeah. with it and I'm very skeptical and angry with anybody who's, Immediate reaction. Is, oh yeah, that show's not even funny anymore. Oh yeah, definitely. It makes me so angry.
0: Well, it's such a thing that everyone says all the like and every has been saying season, like, since season two. Yeah, right. So, in the seventies. Yeah, like
1: you guys. You it's cannot. such an empty
0: statement. Like yeah. it's bullshit.
1: It's like why I loved that. Like, don't think twice. Like it right. was actually an honest look at how right. how much SNL really does have an impact on. The comedy world yeah oh my god yeah definitely. not just in new york in chicago in la like, yeah yeah it is a titan it um, is. and you can't ignore it no no
0: absolutely and not. it has
1: it's not going anywhere
0: nope Mm-mm. nowhere Which is no, like no something you soon, cannot yeah. say
1: for literally anything else like yeah. you know except for like perhaps the tonight show right yeah you know and even that has changed for more than snl has right right you know yeah. i don't know i think yeah, me, 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 me. And it's a variety show at its core. It's it a variety is. show, which, yeah. you know, leads towards my, you know, I'm an old person sensibilities. And I grew up <laughs> nice. watching the Carol Burnett show. And what's right, going on right. on TV now? You know, like, that's why music is always a part of it. That's why. The, music is such a big deal. For yeah, us, yeah. Music is such a big deal. And a uh, fun fact, if people don't know, like the, the, the theme song is always improvised. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it sounds the same to mm-hmm. a lot of our ears, but it is always just a little different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I love SNL. Amen.
0: Yes, SNL. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> and also, I think, like, for me, it provided some really wonderful women to Definitely. look at. For sure. Yeah. Like, Rachel Dratch and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Like yeah. I grew up always knowing that Tina Fey came from the area that I grew up in. Right, right. And I was like, oh, fuck, that could be me. Yeah. You know, that made right, me like, right. very excited because they weren't, you know, traditional like, oh, I was a model first and then I became an actor Definitely, right. and they were fucking funny as shit and they yeah. were smart and they came from a place that I came from. And I was Definitely. like, oh, my God, that's nuts. You know, like right, right. it really made it uh, like a real kind of For sure. concrete thing.
0: Hell yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, My family, my, my, my parents weren't, unfortunately, they watched us and all but not. As much as they watch the shows that, that I'm going to say right now, Daily Show, the, the fucking Daily Show. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up on the Daily Show. Yeah. Um, I've watched it since John Stewart ha- didn't have white hair um, in the early <laughs> 2000s. That's how I learned. I got so much politics. That's how I knew yeah. most of what was going on. My parents both worked in politics. Right. So that's hence why we, we watched it. Um, it was one of those things every night that we watched. And when I got to Germany uh daily show and Colbert report was a thing by then and I mean that's how I stayed sane you know like yeah it was my routine every night and I would always watch the last yesterday's daily show
1: okay um
0: because it was on comedycentral.com which had just launched when I moved to Germany and that's how I stayed up on all the news um it's how I kept in touch with like American culture yeah. And I had stuff to talk about when I went home because a lot all my friends' parents worked in government too. So they'd talk about current events and stuff. And that's how I that's how I knew what was happening. Um and uh yeah, I loved oh my god, the daily show with John Stewart and you know, I have my thoughts on Trevor I love Trevor Noah. I have my thoughts on the New Daily Show. He's it's gonna take him a minute. It took John Stewart a minute. Um but he also, I also think he, he,
1: you didn't grow up with him, so he's no, never going to be job Stewart same, right. for you. Yeah, and, you know, for a lot of people,
0: right? Yeah. Um, but I think just the the way I think he also did really change the game, you know, for late night. Uh, you know, there's a whole industry now that yeah. wouldn't ha- exist if it wasn't for the Daily Show and what he did with it. Um, when it started, it was all about pop culture, and um, so making fun of sort of pop culture news shows. Um, and he ended up, he said much later in an interview that he just didn't know enough and felt weird making fun of it because he's like, I don't know, a lot of people get a lot of joy out of this. Here's what's ridiculous. The news. And it was when Bush first came in office in 2000 and that crazy like election Florida recount Mm -hmm. shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was sort of politics was something that was talked about in households and something that was sort of so ridiculous yeah. at the time that it was like we have to make fun of this like a comedian right. like him would be like why am I talking about what's happening with this celebrity oh, Wait, you just smacked your own hand. <laughs> I know I've been smacking myself so much recently. but um you know what happened you know with the president is funny you know right and let's talk about it and um he was the first per you know, that was the first show to have these correspondents. Um, Stephen Colbert got his start on The Daily Show playing a fake conservative. He, he really, I mean, he got his start.
1: Like like John Stewart started a lot. Of he careers. started a lot.
0: Of, yeah, yeah, right. Um, Stephen Steve Carell and Stephen. It was Colbert. like a it's like a mini
1: SNL in the amount like right. you know, It launched a bunch of careers. Definitely,
0: that's so true. Yeah. Um, Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert used to do Stephen versus Stephen, where so good. Um, yeah, right. Stephen Colbert would be the conservative pundit, and Steve Carell would be the liberal yeah, go pundit. Up, go look up clips. It is so funny. Even, even
1: like the <laughs> sketches that they did, like the yeah, uh, the waiters yeah. who.
0: Who, oh are, who are who yeah. are
1: always nauseous. They're nauseous yeah. at the sound of food. Right. And so it was right. like our specials today are bread. Yeah. <laughs> and it's them just yeah. fake gagging exactly. for like two minutes and it's the funniest it's shit ever.
0: Hilarious. And Colbert still does it with certain guests. On the yeah. Show and I love it when he does <laughs> it's it. So it's good. so funny. Him and John um,
1: Krasinski doing it is like so. Oh my god, fun. that's my
0: that's the best yeah, one. I
1: love it. Oh
0: my god. Um, but yeah, I love the Daily Show. It was like I just it, that theme song, um I just, and it brought me so much comfort in Germany, so much familiarity. Yeah. That I think that's also definitely a big part of it. It's a part of it. Um, Oh, for sure. And my dad would always like hurry home so that like when we would sit and we'd do Daily Show, Colbert Report, and then go to our rooms and be alone, you know? And like, (laughs) but that was, it was just, it was fantastic. And when I was getting sort of involved in politics via my dad, when Obama ran, I, you know, wanted to help, you know? And at Mm -hmm. that age, I was very, I was pretty young. Uh, in 2008, so mm-hmm. I would hand out buttons, you know, right. and just sort of, you know, do sort of little menial things. I've got, like, draw posters and shit like that. Um But I think the, the whole idea of The Daily Show and you know, mixing comedy with politics and the whole satire thing has definitely gotten under my skin. Mm-hmm. And it Big really time. got me involved in politics and made me want to pay attention to what was going on. Um So I appreciate both of those shows. I just kinda lump them together because like same thing. But like, you know um, <laughs> one is born of the other. Exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah. It's, it's daily show. I love the daily show.
1: Um the last one on my list is the movie Bridesmaids. Yes. Two thousand eleven. That ties in with S N L it does. I mean it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of SNL and groundlings folks. Yeah, yeah. Um Paul directed, uh, written by uh, Kristen Wiig and somebody else that I don't know. And I feel bad for not knowing her name. Thank you, Liv, for looking it yep. up. Now I'm just vamping with this weird little song. Um, if you, the, I just got like
0: the definition of a bridesmaid. And I was like, no.
1: No. The uh, the woman who is her co-writer is the woman on the plane who tells right. her that she had Annie a dream. Mamolo.
0: What's her name? Annie Mamolo. Annie
1: Mamolo. Yeah. Great. Thank you to her. Thanks, Um, Thanks, Annie. Yeah, I am obsessed, obviously, with that movie. Uh, Especially when it came out, me and my friend at the time saw, like, my best friend at the time saw it, and like, uh, we were both just like, "Wow, this is like real life. This is like how you fight as friends." And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was really interesting. She always kind of equated me with the Maya Rudolph character, and, uh-huh. <laughs> and instead of getting married, I was moving to New York to oh, be an actor. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. It is really interesting. Yeah. She also, like, you know, she went to culinary school for a little bit and then mm-hmm. changed majors. It makes a lot of which sense. Which is really interesting. You yeah, know, there like was, like, when I've never thought of it that of, way, but It like... had a lot of strange parallels, but yeah. I, you know, I, of course, when I was watching it, I was identifying with the oh, main course. character, and Kristen Wiig is perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. and wonderful, and I was like, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So, I mean... That movie, and especially it introducing me to Melissa McCarthy, yeah, right, It uh, changed my life.
0: Introduced <laughs> the world to Melissa McCarthy. I,
1: yeah, she was nominated for an Oscar for that yes. movie, yeah. which is unheard of—a crazy, wonderful, fabulous yeah, thing, right? And it was a movie written by women for mm-hmm. women in a way that was just really natural yes. and fucking
0: funny. And it's, it's laugh loud Cause I feel like there's, it's rare to find movies yes. and shows that actually make you like laugh aloud loud you're, alone when you're by you yourself. Know? Yes. Yeah. And you've already seen it. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 No,
1: I was sick as a dog this past Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, right before Christmas, right before I went home. Mm. Um, I became very, very sick with a sinus infection and, um, was just miserable and right. I, I didn't know if i was gonna have a job come january 1st right. because i right. was you know working for a company that was merging with another company mm-hmm. and i was freaking out and really depressed and um the first thing i thought to do was to rent bridesmaids mm-hmm. and put it on my fucking television right, and just right. Sa- i just sat there and watched it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, it's it's one of those movies i return to again and again because it's just it's it's also really wonderful to see a bunch of women be funny yeah, in different ways.
0: Definitely. There's a lot of variety in the humor rather than just it all being.
1: Like, yeah. And it doesn't yeah. have a shitty sequel to ruin anything yeah, about that's it. True. It's just it lives in the world on its own. Yeah, yeah. And it like influenced so many jokes that I have with my friends for so many yeah. years after that. And oh, like for sure. um yeah, and it just ties into my love of SNL and the people that come from it and right. how they're like always yeah. multi-hyphenates. Yeah. And that is something that I aspire to, you know, uh, to to be not just somebody that is like, you know, making stuff, right. but also a part of the stuff that they make. Um and also pushing the boundaries of For what sure. they're right. of what's going on. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think a lot of the SNL folks can do that because SNL is such a great training ground for that because they all the writers produce and direct their own yeah, sketches yeah, yeah, and so they learn more about the fucking industry than like just about anywhere else right that you can f- learn about that kind of stuff yeah in real time on the air yeah you know yeah. in a very pressurized environment and then the people that come out of it are fucking geniuses and they go on to do like yeah. really amazing things
0: it's true yeah um
1: yeah, and Kristen Wiig is, like, at the top of my list of those mm-hmm. people yeah, for me. Yeah, for sure. You know? Right. The, I, I can't think of a single project that she's, like, had her hands on in a really mm-hmm. intense way that I didn't like. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. She's in Mother. Oh, yeah. Briefly. Right. She is. That's true. That's the... Oh, I forgot. ...only thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. that I can think of mm-hmm. that I would be like, mm, no. Sure. Um... Her character in and of itself, I didn't find problematic. Yeah. I find Darren Aronofsky in general problematic oh, yeah. <laughs> as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, she's great and amazing. And mm-hmm. she fucking got SNL when she was like 30.
0: Yeah, right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like that, yeah. They,
1: people usually get that much younger. Also, like she looked like she was 18. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> it's crazy, right? And she's right? so
1: prolific. She fucking did Target Lady in her audition. Mm-hmm. She showed up like. Uh, ready to be on the show and perfect Mm -hmm. and wonderful and just full of chalk talent, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I love Chris O'Dowd in that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah? Oh, Uh I was like, yes, thank you. I'll take one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Not necessarily a cop, but but, you know, a charming goofy bearded like Scottish
0: British guy whatever and like
1: it's so funny to now like every time I watch it I get something else different from it because like I first watched as a teen I was like why did she run out and be so weird when that guy was nice and John Hamm was so mean? And then mm-hmm. I watched it, you know, just this past Christmas, and I was like, <laughs> right. "Wow, right, I totally right. understand now." Totally, you know, yeah, as yeah, like yeah. when you're like, "Oh fuck, I don't trust you because you're being too nice and it's overwhelming and I hate it and I'm freaking out." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's something obviously you wouldn't understand. at Fucking, you know, however old I was, exactly. Yeah, no, 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 I was like a teenager. Yeah, yeah, I didn't fucking get it at all. Right, right. Um. Yeah, I fucking love that movie and I love every single woman in it. Yes. They're all great.
0: I'm um. Incredible. Great. And my last one is also a show, but whatever. And it's only a certain portion of the show. But I love very that specific. portion. Yes. Yeah. Community. Seasons one through four. <laughs> um mostly one through three, but I think four had some very good moments in it. Um mm-hmm. I yeah, I found community um because I was I'd watched a little bit of Thirty Rock and I was on the fence with it, but I loved the episodes that Donald Glover wrote.
1: Mm. Um
0: and I looked him up and the only other like credit he had was this show community, which I didn't at the know time that's how you in, found it. That's yeah. crazy. I never finished Thirty Rock also. Um
1: I never I've never gotten into Thirty Rock.
0: It's yeah and I, I, get, I, I mean, honestly
1: I just I, I've i tried to watch it many times and I've never
0: yeah, gotten into it yeah I don't
1: like the tone of it I don't me know there's neither, something about right? it that's really off for me and it doesn't do it for me yeah but, yeah um yeah I mean obviously yeah, same. same yeah
0: <laughs> um but I so I ended up watching the community at the time I think I started it was in its like second season or something It was pretty early but um I watched the first season and was just I loved I mean, he's my favorite character in it by a long shot, but I, I love <laughs> the format um, of yeah. that show. It it took it's so wild. many of the tropes and everything, and was just so blatantly <laughs> satirizing them. And um, you know, and I, it's such a it's such a show for TV nerds, yeah. <laughs> which I understand is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing like I'm such a TV nerd and at the, when I watched it, you know, I was that's what I was doing and it was and again I think it was also a nice window into America and like what was going on and what the Zeitgeist was. Yeah. That also brought me a lot of comfort when I would watch it and that it was makes familiarity. Sense. Um I love, I love Troy. The character Troy is just one of my favorite characters ever in TV. Yeah. He's brilliant. Thank you for introducing us to him. Dan Harmon and Tina Fey, honestly, credit where credit is due, but like, (laughs) thanks for putting him on camera. Um, Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's such, it's so fucking weird. And like, you know, looking back at it, it's like you're saying with Django where I'm like, oh, the women could be so much better now, you know? Yeah. But I also do give him credit for doing, For they made a comedy duo out of a black guy and an Arab guy. Yeah. And I still haven't seen that shit, you know? That's right, yeah. Um, I like that the white guy is like such a, both of the white guys are such dicks. (laughs) um, I've heard some interesting stories about Chevy Chase on set. Chevy Chase Um, has always been been an asshole. Right, right. uh,
1: Yeah, same thing with SNL. He was on the the main cast, and everybody who's worked with him hates
0: Chevy Chase. The
1: only people that like him are like him despite of his personality. Right, right. Despite his personality because he's so talented. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Crazy. And one of the things that's fun in communities, I feel like, as the cast and crew sort of got to understand that, because um, Dan Harmon still says to this day, he was like, "I didn't believe them, and I should have listened." You know, oh, that Chevy he, was worst, as worse, yeah, as bad as he was. He, but he didn't think he was that bad. He was like, "There's no way." Because yeah, because he's so funny and he talented. He would be like evil to certain people. Yeah, he—that's yeah, he always how he worked. It, right. Yeah. And um, so yeah, and and then he started to learn it, and then as that as it went on, they sort of wrote into the show that like his friends were like, "You suck. I don't like you," and like. <laughs> Yeah, they he wrote had, him into a fucking villain. But he was dead, like, yeah. a villain by the end of season two. Like, the bad guy. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was shameless and overt. Um, and apparently he was not, obviously, wasn't very happy about it. That's so funny. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun. It's subversive. It's it's just, it's a fun romp.
1: <laughs> Liv <laughs> used to talk to our friend Mora. Mora yeah. used to fucking talk <laughs> about community in front of me before I had, like, watched a significant chunk of it. <laughs> Uh, I still have never seen anything like in order because I just yeah, always right. ended up watching it when you guys had it on in our house. So
0: we'd always like choose an episode. We'd always be like, "Let's watch the painful episode." Yeah, you know? and I was
1: like, "What?" But they would always talk about Community in front of me, and I was convinced that they were making up <laughs> yeah, things right. because they'd be like, "Oh, the episode where um they go inside a video game." Yeah, yeah yes. I love that episode. And I was it's like, "You bits. guys are fucking making this up yep. to fuck with me <laughs> because I haven't seen the show that you
0: want me to watch." And a Goodfellas was, episode but with chicken wings like.
1: <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> shit like that they would say shit like that at dinner and i would be like what are you fucking talking about that is the most insane shit i've ever heard that's got to be fake mm-hmm. and then they would be like no it's not and like mm-hmm. one of them would pull it up on their phone and be like See? and like show me a clip and i'd be like okay but you can't you can't admit that that sounds
0: insane it, does, it honestly wasn't until i had to say it out loud and then you were like the fuck is that shit <laughs> that i was like whoa, you know what? That don't make no sense. And I would be like, whoa.
1: (laughs) I remember watching the beginning of the first season on NBC just because it it was just on a major network Uh and we always just kind of had one of those on when we were eating dinner at home. You know what I mean? And um, when it first came on, and my parents and I were huge fans of The Soup.
0: Oh, okay, right, and right. Joel
1: McHale was the host of that. Yes, and then yes. he was like, I'm leaving the soup, I'm gonna go do this show, community, go right. watch community, or uh-huh. whatever.
0: Right, right. Um, and he
1: was doing I think both for the first time. He was, he was,
0: yeah. He was very And tired so we were like, Oh stuff. shit,
1: we love him, let's see him do this thing. Oh, yeah. And then Plus. but then I didn't like him. Uh huh. Right, yeah, he's such a piece of shit. He's a piece of <laughs> yeah. shit. And so I was like, oh, yeah. I don't like this show. He's, like, and literally
0: it, written it was before,
1: unlikable. And it was before it, like, got its groove on, I think, probably, yeah, yeah. because I watched, like, the first half of the first season, and I and then I just kind of stopped yeah. trying to follow it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I was aware of it as a show right, right. by the time that I got to college and you guys would start being like, oh, yeah, the part where, like, <laughs> the fucking... Sneakers go to space on the fucking back of a flying pig. And I was like, What the fuck are you talking about? And you're like, Community. And I was like, That show about a community college hosted yeah, you by were- that
0: guy that was on the soup. Alex would always be like, Isn't this show about a community college? And we were like, I mean, like, no. He would be really. like, Yeah, but like, no. And I was like, I
1: don't. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And then finally, I I like ended up watching a bunch of the episodes that you guys were always fucking talking yeah. about, and I was like, oh, this show's nuts. Yeah, That's it's kind of crazy. Amazing. But Britta always bugged the fuck out of me. Okay, so Britta's, that was yeah, the thing very that annoying. That bothered me. It's
0: also one of those shows where, except for Choi and Abed, the characters are intentionally so unlikable. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like,
1: and it, well, and it, now I understand it a yeah, little more because like it's yeah. like. You know the weirdos you're not really supposed to like are exactly. the ones you end up liking right, the most, and right. and they're playing more with format than with character. Exactly. But yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm always a sucker for character, right, right. so I want character to be the first thing, of course, right in the like, front sense. of mind for me. And yeah. that's so when I first watched it, yeah. I was like wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure, for sure. And I was, I mean, I was always into I'm obsessed concept. with exactly like, yeah. <laughs> high concept. So it was like, oh my god, you can do this on a network.
1: <laughs> um. See, this is why Lim and I.
0: Are complimentary See, yeah, We yeah. Were <laughs> guys
1: that was our list that was that was what we were
0: into tweens and teens i hope that gives you a good idea of the strange people that we are and were and have become yeah
1: I yeah i mean that's part of that's part of the reason why we wanted to like take a second and yeah. kind of go back and talk about you know the heavy hitters of of our own little lives indeed you know because we're constantly talking about what's new, what's next, what's coming out. That's true. And uh yeah, we just wanted to I think we're gonna sprinkle these in here and there. Yeah. Do some like I love the eighties moments. I love you know what happened in two thousand two. I don't know. These are the movies that I care about from that era. (laughs) Or whatever.
0: Oh, (laughs) that's not so hard.
1: (laughs) Broke the rules for this fucking very loosely (laughs) structured episode.
0: Okay, this movie came out in 1999 but i'm gonna put it in my 2002
1: because i watched it in 2004 i know yeah but like you know we'll do some more like deep divey situations uh, about like you know classic movies we love horror movies we love something like that definitely um it's you know whatever we'll sprinkle it in throughout Talking about what's coming out We're gonna go see uh, Avengers tonight Oh my god you guys I'm gonna die um,
0: It's gonna be so fun Thanks for listening Follow us on a ridiculous pod uh, at a ridiculous pod um, And uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter At Liviosa L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H
1: And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram At Alex Chan
0: A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N Have a good week weekend You know life Enjoy Bye Bye we